These are the Padawan Transmissions. Hello, I'm Tiffany. And I'm Sarah. And we're going to talk about uh, Revenge of the Sith. Mm. A.K.A. Star Wars. Very Star Wars. I'm wearing Star Wars today. I'm not. Well, I always have Star Wars on me, though. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. (laughs) So welcome to episode 14. Today we are going to start our adventure into episode three. And we are going to talk about the first 45 minutes of Revenge of the Sith. So let's get started. And where we left off was a really fun episode because I love talking about my adventures. <laughs> <laughs> she likes talking about Disney now that she's gone. That's all she talks I about. I do. It's um, chasing that Disney high. So we recorded an episode all about our um, adventures into Galaxy's Edge at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Can't wait to go back someday. I'll be going to Disneyland. Yeah. I don't know if that's where it's at, but the one in California. You'll have to um, tell me if there's any difference. I'm excited. In Galaxy's Edge there. I'm excited to get a Ronto wrap. I genuinely saw a picture of one like yesterday, and I was like, I can't wait to eat you. They were very good. It was delish. Delish. So, obviously, what we've done with all of the films that we've talked about, which are only three of them, (laughs) I'm going to read the opening, what I used to thought was Scrawl. Um, I don't know why. (laughs) But here we are. (laughs) So, obviously, it starts off with the music. Star Wars. (laughs) <laughs> it's not how it goes, but you know. <laughs> and then the crawl starts happening. So it's episode three, Revenge of the Sith. War. The Republic is crumbling under attacks by the ruthless Sith Lord, Count Dooku. There are heroes on both sides. Evil is everywhere. <laughs> and a stunning move, the fiendish droid leader, General Grievous, has swept into the Republic capital and kidnapped Chancellor Palpatine, the leader of the Galactic Senate. As the separatist droid army attempts to flee the besieged city, it says capital, (laughs) with their valuable hostage, two Jedi Knights lead a desperate mission to rescue the captive chancellor. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. They should have pushed him out into space. Yeah, like, (laughs) yeah, he's captured. Okay. You can't capture the willing. Uh, I mean... TL set this up. Anyway, so like the first thing besides the crawl that we start out with is like there's intergalactic fighting is what I wrote. And I was like, ooh, look at me typing big words. <laughs> um, so there's fighting. There's flying. Obviously, you know, Anakin, he's with R2. They're looking for General Grievous's ship. Um, and we know that that this is them trying to get to Palpatine. Obviously, one, because like that's what they're doing. But also that's what the crawl said they're doing. so anakin's in his happy place basically because you know he's flying and fighting and you know he's on a mission yeah and of course oh so go ahead no just anakin's voice yeah it's deeper well he grew up a little bit and he's evil Uh, a little bit (laughs) um but of course as anakin is he doesn't really want to listen to anyone including his master Mm -hmm. um, who's Mm obi-wan and we also know that obi-wan doesn't like flying and I said, I love this scene for a few purposes because it reminds us really of like the disconnect that is between Anakin and Obi-Wan and like how different they are. Like Anakin loves the flying and the fighting, really. He likes yeah. all of that excitement where Obi-Wan literally hates flying and he has said this more than once. Yeah. He even um, says flying is for droids. Yeah. And it also shows like the audience, really the technology of the time with like all the visual effects of like them flying and the ships mm-hmm. and all of the fighting going on and you know, things are getting blown up and all of that stuff. Um, 
and it's just kind of setting up this film, this this scene, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's a scene where Anakin's not listening to Obi-Wan, which what else is new? Um, about like the whole ship and all of that stuff. Um, because Obi Wan is like other people. Obi Wan is going down. Like those things are attacking a ship. Budge droids. Um, and it reminds me. It made me think of like when Anakin and Padme were talking when they were leaving about like Jedi's and their attachments and all of this stuff. And we clearly see, and I talked about it before, that Anakin does have an attachment to Obi Wan. You know, Very much and so. is letting that interfere with the mission. And I'm like, I'm not sad that he tries and succeeds in saving him. It's just mm-hmm. that, like, it's kind of proving the point about the Jedi's form attachments with people, regardless of what their code is. So what's what's the difference? Like, he he's going out of his way, because even Obi-Wan's like, don't, like, just keep going, keep going, don't worry about me kind of thing. And Anakin's like, nope, no. nope, like, yeah. I'm going to go back and save you. Because he is, he loves him or has some like cares for him in some type of way. Absolutely. And this is going to come back too with like him talking with and forming a, an attachment because he has an attachment with Palpatine, which is his downfall. But yeah, you know, part of the Jedi code that like no one needs to follow. Personally, I think. Yeah. Um. So Obi Wan is being attacked by these little things called like buzz droids. So on StarWars.com, it says it's an insidious weapon unveiled by the Separatist Elite elite Alliance. Goodness. During the later stages of the Clone Wars, buzz droids are tenacious saboteurs Mm -mm. launched into enemy starfighters via specialized missiles. And you got to hit the center eye, the one in the middle to take it out but this this whole section this whole 45 minutes that we're going to talk about is very r2 heavy <laughs> and i'm very here for it this is why i wore my r2 spirit jersey today you're hilarious where's my bb-8 one disney hmm? mm, i don't know maybe soon who knows so we know obi-wan's in trouble buzz droids are everywhere anakin tells him to um move to the right but obi-wan's like no and so r2 has some fighting skills and takes out the center eye of the buzz droid to finally like get Obi-Wan out of trouble. But alas, the shields are still up. So Anakin's like, oh, no big deal. And just like takes them out like so fast. I like that Obi-Wan even says, like, I've got a bad feeling about this. It's like, all right, come on. Always. Fan service. <laughs> I'm not mad about it. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I think because I like Obi-Wan and I like Ewan McGregor. So I'm like, whatever you do, I don't care. Go ahead. Looks so good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Everybody had a bit of a glow up in this mm-hmm. movie. Um, <sighs> so they've landed inside the big ship where Grievous and Palpatine and, you know, people are. And they're immediately fighting battle droids, you know, Roger, Roger. And then he sends, like, R2 to, like, do, like, find on, like, the ship, like, where um, Palpatine is. Because they're like, there's a trap, but we're going to spring it, basically. And, like, Obi-Wan's like we're definitely in a trap. They're like, let's just figure out how to spring it. Like, this is what we're going to do. Um, and then we see Grievous for the first time who sounds like he's dying from tuberculosis. And so I had to Google because I was like, he's a droid, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, oh, I, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, he's not. he's not. So it's funny because you and I both have the same exact links right here. Um, so we get our new character, right? And I literally had to Google. I'm like, when did we, did we meet him before this? And I was like, because I know I, am I, am I remembering him because I've seen the movie or am I remembering him because I've seen him in other movies? Cause the first time we meet him was actually the clone wars. Like I think the TV show. Mm. Possible. That's what it says. Somewhere on the internet. 
<laughs> so you want to talk about Grievous? Do you want me to do it or you? You can talk about Grievous and I'll talk about um, his uh, species. So um, according to the Wikipedia, Grievous was born as um, a name that I won't be able to pronounce. Q-Y-M-A-E-N. J. Shillel was a Kalish male warlord who served as the commanding officer in the military forces of the Confederacy of Independent Systems during the last years of the Galactic Republic. Although he was known by his rank as General, Grievous was the supreme commander of the Separatist droid army that engaged the Grand Army of the Republic throughout the pan-galactic conflict of the Clone Wars. That is a lot to say. Yes. (laughs) Noted for his ruthlessness and extensive cybernetic enhancements, Grievous inspired fear as he traveled across the galaxy, invading entire worlds and engaging the Jedi Knights of the Republic. So he was a native of the planet Kaylee. Grievous sustained severe injuries that required extensive repair by the time the clone by the time of the Clone Wars. Willingly submitted to a procedure that rendered him more mechanical than organic, he became a living weapon, granting him light lightning quick reflexes and devastating strength. Although he was neither Jedi or Sith or even sensitive to the power of the Force, Grievous was skilled was a skilled lightsaber duelist, having trained in the arts of the lightsaber under the fallen Jedi Master turned Sith Lord Count Dooku. Mm. Known for his hatred of the Jedi Order, Grievous killed Jedi over the course of the war and would claim their lightsabers both as trophies and weapons to be used against other opponents, be they Jedi or clone troopers. The sideboard nicknamed the Head Clanker by the Republic clones due to his cyberkinetics and role as Confederate Supreme Commander became one of the Republic's priority targets. Jeez. (sighs) Yes. So it says, in addition to his combat skills, Grievous was a brilliant military strategist who oversaw multiple campaigns throughout the Clone Wars from the Battle of Kamino, where he failed to halt the production line of clone troopers, to the Battle of Dothomir, where his battle droids massacred the Knight Sisters led by the Witch Mother Tazen. Which... Uh, it says in 19 BBY, Grievous launched a daring raid on Coruscant, the Republic capital world, resulting in the abdication. Uh, is that the right word? Abdication? Abduction? Wow. I don't know where you're at. Abduction oh. of Supreme Chancellor Sheev Palpatine. However, the Jedi succeeded in rescuing the ca- Chancellor while driving back the Separatist invaders. Following the loss of Dooku, Grievous and his army went into hiding in the Outer Rim territories. Territories. We're going to get there. Unknown to Grievous, his master, the Lord, uh, Sith Lord Darth Sidious, betrayed the general's location to the Jedi Order, allowing them to invade the planet Utapau in an effort to bring a swift and decisive ex- conclusion to the war. As a result, Grievous was ultimately slain by his nemesis, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, and they went on to secure, so Obi-Wan's uh, 212th attack battalion went on to secure um, Utapau, even as Order 66 went into effect, marking the fall of the Republic and the rise of the Galactic Empire. And this whole thing, like, that's basically this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we don't need it. We'll maybe, like, go more into his character at a later date. Yep. We still probably got a couple more episodes for episode three, um, just depending on how long the movie is, because I don't remember. But, so, um, Gravis's species is the Kalish, where a sentient species from wild space world of Kal- Kali 
the most notorious members of the species being General Grievous, fought, obviously, um, commander of the separatist droid armies during the Clone Wars. So they are red-skinned humanoid reptilians, um, and they have yellow, two yellow eyes with slit pupils, although their facial features were reminiscent of bats, such as their elongated ears and flat noses, the Kalish usually wore masks. And they walk on their toes rather than on their entire fit, like foot. And they possess a brain, a heart, and lungs, if you didn't know. But this also, the Wikipedia points out that their internal organs are extremely flammable. Interesting. Yeah. And they are known for their lack of mercy. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me chuckle. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. Things are getting grievously dangerous. Yes. Am I right? So I said he's coughing. Does he have a cold? Yeah, like what the heck? What's going on with you? You're out of breath. Yeah. What's going on? So that's truly, I was like, why is a droid doing this? And then I know you thought the same thing, so yeah. I had to look it up. But, you know, the more you know. Um, so, like, obviously, Grievous and his friends, they know about Anakin and Obi-Wan being on the ship. And it's confirmed that Dooku knew this would happen. Because he's like, ah, just as Dooku planned, basically. Mm-hmm. So, basically, Anakin and Obi-Wan are experiencing my worst nightmare. Because they're in an elevator and it stopped. <laughs> And then they're like, um, R2 still by the ship and, uh, Obi-Wan's like, R2, get it working, oh. R2, get it working. And like talking and R2 is basically thinking like, shut up. You like, know what I did? I'm up, I'm upstairs watching this and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's too loud. <laughs> I literally like covered my mouth. I've seen this movie before and I was like, it's too loud. It's too loud. And he doesn't shut up. Yeah. <laughs> And then, so, like, they're kind of, they, there's droids in there, and they, like, hear it. They're like, oh, there's nothing that's nothing. Don't worry about it. But then they do end up getting R2. Yeah. But so, like, back in the elevator, um, he does come to help. Like, he does through whatever means R2 has All with his means. electrical things. He's perfect. Does get to help them, but it's after Anakin has already cut a hole in the roof, and he, like, gets up. Like, he's out of the elevator. Mm-hmm. Um, and then R2 gets caught, and then the elevator is zooming. And then I was like, let's let's talk about R2 getting away for a second, because hilarious, in my opinion. So he, <laughs> he like, ejects from himself what I'm going to assume is oil, because that's what it looked like. Yeah. Um, on these droids, and then he, like, zooms away, like, flies away. It's like an not, octopus. <laughs> not before setting them on fire. He inks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you made me ink. Oh um, gosh. I do love the comedy in this one. Like so far it's been a very long time since I've seen this movie in its yeah. entirety, but I'm going to probably make a bold statement in saying like, this is the best one out of the prequels. I would agree. Sure. I think I would agree. And I like that. Like in the elevator, um, Obi-Wan and Anakin are talking for a second about R2 and he's like, don't say anything about yes. like, loose wire. So you know that they've yeah. had conversations about the, about that in the past. My boy's perfect. And like, Obi-Wan's like, well, whatever, like has a smirk on his face. Um, but now like they're in front of Palpatine who's sitting on his little chair Ugh. and he's like, Oh, like be careful. He says something like that. And, Obi-Wan's like, don't worry, Sith Lords are our speciality, which I was like, I don't know if that's how you pronounce that word, but whatever. Speciality. Yeah. Is it? You can say that or specialty. Okay. So, lightsaber fight. And then. Dooku like flips. Yeah, he does like some acrobatic thing. It's very like, you too old to do that? (laughs) He's using the force, baby. I guess. 
Um, Anakin says his power has doubled since the last time they fought with him, him mm. being Dooku. Palpatine looks like very invested in this fight. Oh, he which, loves it. One, I think he loves the disconnect of Anakin and Obi-Wan. Can we he's talk trying about to that? blow them more apart. But he's also really invested in watching Anakin and how he truly is fighting. Mm-hmm. Did you notice the the differences in clothing? I was, it was so bold for me. Yeah. Anakin is literally in all black. He is this entire film, I think. He might be. I'm like I said, I haven't seen the whole thing in a long time. And then well, you know, for the 45 minutes we've watched, I think the entire 45 minutes he's in black. Yeah, like, he, he's he, black clothing. He's in all black, and then Obi Wan is in his like his tan neutral colors, which I would cosplay. Obi-Wan in this because it just looks so comfortable. Yeah. The tall boots. I loved it. And it's just a stark contrast between Mm -hmm. it's just it's it's one of those things where um, they do a great storytelling just with the the costume. Yeah, I did notice that I was I wanted to go back to the last movie to see what colors he was wearing if they changed like throughout the film. Yeah, but I didn't do that. So these are the kind of podcasters you're getting. (laughs) (laughs) I can look it Um, up. And so he's fighting with Dooku, Anakin is, and Dooku says to him, like, he has fear in him. He senses, like, fear, hate, and anger in him. And I was thinking back to, like, what Yoda said about fear. He's like, fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering, mm-hmm. which, like, this is all bringing things back up because, really, like, this is this is what's going to happen in this film. There's a lot of of anger and a lot of hate and a lot of suffering that starts here. It's not even starts. It's like really getting like the ball is rolling now. And by the end of it, you know, people are dead and people are suffering. So in episode two, he wears like, um, basically I can only see his. Okay. So he wears like Brown, but then over top, it's like a a long vest, like, dress ish like it's that long and yeah. that part's black so he wears brown and black yeah. the glow up though looking at his pictures and this and then looking at him in episode three i'm like thank goodness you got a lot older uh, <laughs> there's no so, more rat tail anakin has overpowered dooku let's talk about this because then palpatine is really kind of showing his Sith side, I have, for lack of anything else. I have the quote. Are you ready? Sure. Kill him. Kill him now, says the Chancellor. Anakin says, I shouldn't. Chancellor says, do it. Yeah. Because he wants, he wants Dooku killed. Seriously. And poor Dooku, kind of. They say that he is also a Sith Lord, but like he's I mean, like surprised. He's like, what? And literally his head rolls. Like Anakin's like... It's because that was his like... Master too, right? For yes, yes. So he's like, sure. wait a minute. Mm-hmm. But you know, and Anakin, you know, we know he's killed, and and he, we see now that he is. Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? He has confided in Palpatine, and Palpatine knows that he killed those sand people. Mm, yeah, and because he's like, you've done it before, and that's okay. Like you know, it's all about uh, you know he's being praised by Palpatine where. If he had done this and You've the Jedi Council it. was there and aware, like, they would not have gone this way. Mm. And he's like, it's not the Jedi way. And 
Palpatine literally is like telling him like you needed to get revenge on them. So he's feeding yeah. that fire in in Anakin where he felt like he needed to get revenge. He felt it he felt like killing all of those sand people was a solution. Was a solution to his anger of losing his mother. Mm-hmm. Um and a payback. Yes. So, yeah. It just it's it's um it's interesting to me because the way that it's like a master manipulator abuser type of thing, the way that Palpatine speaks to Anakin. Yes. Like, um, you know, this is because, you know, you have reasons for your anger and um like basically he's the bad he's the he's the devil on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. You know? And Obi Wan's the angel on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And obviously the devil is gonna win this one, but it's just it's just interesting. Yeah. And like I feel like if you I can't remember, but if you get to this movie and you know, you don't know that he's the bad guy, it's like this would be a moment where you would have your light bulb go off and be like, wait a minute. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And of course nobody in the Jedi Order knows how the killing actually went down because I don't think Anakin says that, you know, I didn't want to kill him, you know, but the chancellor like told me I needed to do it. Yeah. Um, because Obi-Wan is like knocked out yeah, at this out point. And so nobody knows really how that killing happened. Yeah. Um, and so then they're leaving and Palpatine again, wants him to leave Obi-Wan. He's like, just God. leave him. Like we're not going to be able to get out without Wouldn't it. Wouldn't that or, have like, been convenient him. for him? Mm-hmm. Too bad. And Anakin's like, I'm not like, I'm not leaving. Like I would never do that. And blah, 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 you know? God. And so, then they go. The ship's going down. Yes. Everyone is like, basically I wrote, everyone's struggling. The ship isn't doing well. They're trying to get things stabilized. We're back in an elevator. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, don't worry. Up. Well, I said like, here comes the elevator. And then of course they're all in the elevator shaft. So Anakin, Obi-Wan and Palpatine. And like, this is when, um, Obi-Wan like wakes up and he's like, uh, yeah. What? So they use like Batman tools to swing yeah. out of the way. And, I said, don't worry, they don't get smushed. (laughs) (laughs) They need to go to the hangar to see if there's any more ships there that actually work so that they can get out of here. Um, And once they get up there, though, there's ray shields that are activated. I liked this scene. So they're in hall, and I don't know why I wrote it. It's hallway 328. But I liked it. So they're in the, they get stopped by these shields. And I like that they kind of like, you see, yes, you see a change, but you also see both of them like having a conversation. They're like, what should we do now? And Anakin's like, I suggest that we have patience. And it's almost like a little bit of a role reversal. And almost like if things had gone differently, like he really would have been a great ally to have on the Jedi council way. But because no one, and I'm not even saying like the Jedi weren't right in this either. And obviously um, Palpatine is the worst, but like if he was able to feel his feels in like the right way and like actually feel them and talk about them and like go through all of these things. Cause like, it's okay to feel your feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, not, it's not okay to just shut them down and be like, we don't have attachments. We don't do this and we don't do that. Yeah. Or even to say like killing, could you, you need revenge and all of these, like neither one of those are right options. So if Anakin had been allowed to, feel all of the things he felt and discuss them and kind of work through them. He might've 
gone in a totally different direction. And this is like him showing growth Mm -hmm. that he would have been capable of like, let's, let's take a pause. Like, let's think about it and like practice patience. Cause he's like, R2 is coming. Yeah. Um, and I just like, I liked that. I like, like it too. Oh, Obi-Wan's like, oh, that's what you want to do? Like, normally, Anakin's always like, let's just go, go, go be go, doing go, and go, think go. later. Yeah. So the ray shields are around them, and I was like, well, what's a ray shield? Because they don't tell just me, say... Tell me, do you have a shield? Yes. Let me tell you about my shield. So it's a specialized type of deflector shield used to absorb radiation and raw energy employed in both the time of the Galactic Republic and the Galactic Empire. It functioned by deflecting or scattering energy beams. However, ray shields do not allow physical objects through them completely unscathed, imparting a deadly electric shock as they could be used in traps. It's a trap! So that's what's around them. And R2's here again, and I love him. And they kick him! They kick him down. Because he goes... (laughs) And then he's like... There's a lot of R2 screaming in this movie. Yeah. Oh, I love it. When he first gets in the hallway, that's like the best sound. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, something I really did like here is that Anakin makes fun of General Grievous's height. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, here's the thing that I, I, that we've seen throughout, especially when like in episode two and three, is that people are trying to cut Anakin down. So he's calling, he's like, Oh, you're a lot younger than I thought you would be. And like calling him boy or like, you know, young Skywalker and using terms like that and saying those things like where Anakin's like, I am a man and I've done these things. So it's like, just like kind of kicking him where it hurts to undermine him. Yeah. Words are very important. They really Um, are. Um, so they're all in this, like basically like a cockpit and the bridge. Um, Grievous is there and, you know, he hates Jedi's. He's got a lot of lightsabers. Yeah. And so in order to get out, R2 basically goes wild and he gets their cuffs off and now there's a fight. And, you know, there's like one of, one of these things. I don't know if it's another, uh, talk about the droids. Kalish. Is, or is that a droid? So, um, okay, it's a droid. They're IG-100 Magna Guards or Magna Guard, and they were fearsome bodyguard droids. Yeah. And a type of battle droid created by the Halloween um, Mechanicals. They were a favorite of General Grievous's, who used them as his bodyguards during the Clone Wars, though they were also known to accompany other high-ranking Separatist personnel. They were equipped, and this is why I looked them up, because I wanted to know what these, like, staff thingy were. Staff thingies Like were. the electric. Um, they're called electro-staffs, and they could be used against Jedi lightsabers and were capable of continuing a fight, even with the loss of one or multiple limbs, or even their heads. Yeah, well, yeah, because this one goes headless. Yeah. Obi-Wan thinks that the, the the battle with that particular one is over, and he turns around, and it's, like, decapitated and still fighting. Yeah. So that was fun. So they're using those electro staffs, which was a staff-like melee weapon manufactured by Bactoid Armor Workshop and Halloween Mechanicals. They were used by the Confederacy of Independent Systems, IG-100 Magna Guards, which is what those are, and by the Galactic Republic Clone Shock Troopers during the Clone Wars. Um, 
they just like looked, I wanted them to know because it kind of looked cool. So they were designed for single combat against lightsaber wielders, such as the Jedi. And as the, had the ability to block lightsaber strikes, each end of the staff was tipped with purple or yellow electricity and was powerful enough to stop a beating heart, a beating being's heart after five seconds of contact. That's, terrifying yeah um, and it possessed a long metallic hilt transparent ends while the modified version had a longer black hilt and metallic ends um so yeah that's kind of cool i was like what are those things that they're fighting with i like the color of them they're like mm-hmm. a peaky purple yeah oh because they're fighting and then like i think grievous knows that like the jedi aren't are kind of like, nah, I don't want to say winning, but like they get everyone down, right? So then he takes one, he stabs, and I don't know what this was called, so I just said it was the windshield of the ship. <laughs> but he stabs a- it. Accurate, I would think. He stabs it, and then he goes out the window. Everybody blows into space, um, almost. Almost. But then he latches on, uh, so he doesn't fly away. More Batman tools. And then he was like, we're going to abandon ship. And so then all the pods, escape pods are gone. And like Anakin is like, well, they're, they, all the ships are gone. So like the, yes. now they're on like this broken ship. And if they want to live, Anakin has to land half of like the half destroyed ship. Cause I think Obi-Wan's like, can you, can you fly this? He goes, it's not really about flying I anymore. literally kind of like, you know, we got to land. Literally put in quotes, we're flying. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, yeah. you're crash landing is what you're doing. Like to the point where half of the ship even like breaks off it's before like the they Titanic. get back in. Yeah, before they get back in <laughs> into the atmosphere. And they're coming in um, hot. I literally was like writing like, they're coming into the planet hot. And then he's like, <laughs> we're coming in too hot. <laughs> so like, too hot, according to Anakin. The ship is literally like in flames. Yes. But I believe that does happen when like things, at least, it's a, when oh, they enter the, the earth, atmosphere, when they, yes, when they come yeah. back in the atmosphere, like they plan for that, so like they know things are gonna catch fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, R two screaming. They also have other the other ships that were with them fighting. They're now spraying water on them while they're entering the orbit to like kind of put the fire out a little bit. Teamwork makes the dream work. But they land. Yeah. And then um, Anakin and Obi-Wan are like talking and it's decided like Anakin's going to go with like where the Senate is and Obi-Wan's going to go to the Jedi Council. And he's kind of basically letting Anakin get all of the credit in front of the Senate for, for what has happened. Cause he really did. Like he, he's the reason that they're out. Like he, he saved the day and he saved Obi-Wan's life. Yeah. Um, I wonder how different it would have been if he didn't, like if he didn't bring Obi-Wan with him, like mm. after he was passed out. Like, what do you think Palpatine... Do you think Palpatine would have just, like, kidnapped him? Or do you think he still would have gone on with all of this? Because I guess he has to get rid of the Jedi Council, so he's not done doing that. <laughs> I had to talk about that all. <laughs> oh, man. And so... Anakin's like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah. He's like, uh, let me go talk to the Jedi Council. You go talk to the Senate, basically. But also, like... Hi, you have to talk to the politicians. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and like, that's something Obi-Wan doesn't want to do anyway. No, he says he's not brave but, like, enough he's for going, politics. Yes. He's going to the Jedi council, but then like Mace Windu is there greeting him anyway. So like, whatever. So Mace Palpatine. Mace Windu wears me out. I, yes. Uh, so Palpatine's throwing Mace Windu off and all the others that are around him by saying that with Dooku dead now, Grievous is the leader of the separatist army. Yes. And that the Senate is going to, he's like, we're we're probably going to vote to continue the war as long as Grievous is alive. But we know that they don't know that actually Grievous is not the one in charge. It's still Sidious. Um, And yeah, Palpatine. So basically, the Jedi Council's most important mission now is going to be finding Grievous. Yes. Um, and so then we see Anakin. He's chatting to Bail Organa. 
just for like a split second. And fun fact, that man is going to be end up raising his daughter he doesn't know he's having. Well, he'll know in like two seconds that there's a child. Yes. So then Padme and Anakin are back together. Wife's here. There's Leia buns, which Mm -hmm. I guess we should call them Padme buns. Correct. You know? And Anakin admits he's tired of hiding that they're married. And she's like, oh, whoa, buddy. Like, that's not something we discussed. But then she tells him that she's pregnant. Yes. And he honestly doesn't seem that happy about it. He looks conflicted. He looks conflicted, but he says it's wonderful. He says it's the happiest moment of his life. But his eyes tell me a different story. (laughs) And don't think, don't think for a second that didn't pass me by. I, Boyfriend is pretty young though, but I, you're married and well, he's in his twenties. I don't know how many years has got. How many years have they been married? How many years between? I think two the, and three? I think the Clone Wars went on for a long time. How long were the Clone Wars? Um, an hour and thirty eight minutes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. Oh, so that's in three years. Okay, yeah. But that's still, like, a decent amount of time. Yeah, but you're still young, you know? So I can understand if you were scared. Maybe he was just a little bit scared. But Oh, he is young. He's 22. Okay. Yeah, that's young. He's young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to be a dad. So he's young. And he also, (sighs) like, they aren't supposed to be married. They aren't supposed to have any attachment. So, like, Mm. I think that's throwing him off as well. Um, Well, I will point out that R2 and C-3PO were at the wedding and kept the secret. Not that R2 can tell many people. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. She's pregnant. Yeah. Congratulations to the happy couple. Yep. They plan not to worry about anything yet. (laughs) Just forget it. Anyways. And then it it cuts to, um, we see a ship and it looks like a nose that's, you know, flying. Did you notice that looked like a nose? No, I'm not that nosy. Oh my gosh. So Grievous is on this <laughs> ship and they have landed on Utapau, right? Is that how it is? Sidious is now talking to him through a transmission yes. and he wants him to move the leaders to Mustafar. And he, Mustafar. Mustafar. And he says that the oh, end of yeah. the war is near and that the death of Dooku was necessary. Mm. He's like, I am going to have a new apprentice. And this makes me a think younger like, one and more pretty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's immediately what I thought of is like when you're like married to someone and then like, you guys get divorced and then someone else is like, or like the, I, f- I feel like, and I'm not saying this is actually a hundred percent true, but a lot of times guys get like the younger model. You know what I mean? Yes. She's younger. She's, 20 years younger, blah, blah, whatever. Oh, my God. But that's God. what they made me think of is like, I'm going to get a new apprentice and he's younger and, and he's be, more powerful. He's going to be better than you. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Because um, really, uh, how old was, there was Juku and there was also um, the other one who I can't, Darth Maul. Darth Maul was pretty young looking. Well, I was going to say the same thing, but I don't know how old he was anyways. It's a lot of makeup. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's just how he looked. <laughs> so I guess that is true that it was probably the same color. <laughs> In real life, we know you what it was. You see him putting on that makeup every day. <laughs> Going back on the ground, dear. <laughs> telling his wife. Oh, my God. Help me with my blush. <laughs> um, so back on Coruscant, Anakin and Padme are together. Yes. And her hair is now down and curly. And she's talking about how she wants to have her baby on Naboo in the lake country. Yeah. They were kind of cute 
in this moment, and then it got weird. So well, it yeah. like it like started out wondered, cute banter. I wonder. So then she was like, "Like you're so beautiful," and then she was like, "Oh, blah blah blah." And then they were like talking about like being in love with each other. Yeah. And she's like, so you're blinded because of your love. And he was like, no. But then I think it goes back to later on. He is blinded by his feelings. And he's, I don't know if he loves Palpatine, but he, he says that's his mentor. That's his friend. So he's caring Palpatine for even him. calls him son. Correct. Playing on those feelings. He, had, yeah. he never had a dad growing up. Yeah. So, but he's playing on those feelings. And I was like, is this hit going back to like, is that a little bit of foreshadowing that he is blind to what Palpatine is doing to him because he cares about him. Oh, I and like he wants that. Palpatine to care about him too. Yeah, that's good. Um, where Palpatine doesn't really, he cares about him for his own selfish purposes because mm-hmm. he's a Sith Lord and they only think about themselves, mm. which Anakin says, but he's blinded by all of this because yeah. of his feelings. Mm-hmm. Anyways, you know, Palpatine, nope. Anakin and Padme are disgustingly in love with each other. <laughs> And now then, they're sleeping. And then they go to bed. And Anakin has a dream, which is probably actually a vision. For sure. About Padme. Everybody's crying. Babies are crying. In childbirth. Padme is crying. She's screaming for help. Yep. And so he wakes up and gets out of bed. Hello, abs. And <laughs> Padme wakes up too. She notices that he's out of bed. So she goes and finds him. But she knows that he's not being completely truthful with her. Well, and I'm like, so, this seems like to this seems like an issue of theirs because it's mentioned more than once, and she's mentioned it before. She's like, "There's something about like we need to talk about it." And yeah. he's like, "Don't worry about like, it. Like, let me help you. Let me yes. be here for you. You know, yeah. you don't have to do everything yourself." Yes. And so he finally like starts to tell her the truth. He's but then so he tells her what happened. That but then he says. It's only a dream, but we know and he knows that his dreams just aren't really dreams. And he said to her, he's like, you know, it it was like the one I had about my My mother. mother. So like when he was having these dreams about his mother, she was actually everything happened. Um, And, you know, I'm sure it's scaring him because those dreams about his mother, they did come true. And in this dream, he's dreaming that she dies in childbirth. And he loves Padme. Mm-hmm. They literally just were talking about that. And then now she's having a child and that's like another part of him that he doesn't know them yet. But I think he, I don't know. I can't say if he loves them or not. He's, I don't know. I'm not in his head. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure that's terrifying for him, which is this fear. And that's a whole other fear leads to blah, 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 you know, mm-hmm. um, that they talked about. And so then Padme talks about like, well, what will happen? Cause it kind of, she's like, don't worry. And he's like, I'm never going to let anything happen to you. Like we're going to figure it out. Yeah. And so Padme kind of talks about like what would happen or what might happen if they're found out. And she basically like, she'll no longer be able to serve like the queen of Naboo. Like she basically like kind of get fired and Anakin will probably be kicked out of the Jedi order. Can I, that's dumb. I don't disagree with you. God. Um, and then Anakin's just like, hey, this blessing, this baby is a blessing. Like, let's not mm-hmm. focus on those things kind of thing. Yeah. And then it cuts to Anakin is talking to Yoda about his premonitions. Yeah. And I, I wanted to read this. This is actually this whole section with their conversation because I think it's really important. I did. I did pull some parts, but go ahead. Um, so Yoda says, premonitions, premonitions. Hmm. These visions you have. And so Anakin says they are of pain, suffering, death. Yoda says, yourself you speak of or someone you know? Someone. Yoda says, close to you? Anakin says, yes. 
Yoda says, careful you must be when sensing the future, Anakin. The fear of loss is a path to the dark side. Anakin says, I won't let these visions come true, Master Yoda. And then Yoda says this, death is a natural part of life. Rejoice for those around you who transform into the force. Mourn them do not. Miss them do not. Attachment leads to jealousy. The shadow of greed, that is. Anakin says, what must I do, Master Yoda? And Yoda says, train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose. Uh, Here's Good my- advice and bad advice, yes. in my opinion. Death is a natural part of life. Yes. Rejoice for those who around you who transform into the force. Yes. Mourn them do not? No, because then you're not healing yourself. Well, Miss I them think, do not? Come on. I think part of that is saying <clears throat> don't like if he if he is having these premonitions, he's I think more so trying to say like let's let's talk about death for a second. So like let's say for sure, and we know this that she is going to die when she gives birth to these babies. So she's got what about seven months left maybe of her life. I think part of him is saying like, you can't stop death. Cause really you can't in fantasy. Well, I guess in fantasy life, but also in real life you cannot. So don't try to mourn the person before they're gone. Yeah. Take the time. Don't miss them while they're here. Spend time with them. Actively spend time with them. Do like there's, there's no way to stop death. So I think it's more in my perspective, maybe it's more talking about like before they're gone, oh, don't, see. don't miss them. Don't mourn them. I, fr- I felt like it was I, after. And even if it is after, I don't, I don't disagree with that. Or I do disagree. We're like, yeah, you're allowed to mourn them. But at the same time, don't let that completely stop your life. No. Um, Cause they wouldn't want that. But, and like you, he's just basically telling him if it was, if so, if Yoda's talking about after this person is, is gone, like, don't mourn them, don't miss them, don't feel. He's telling him that he that needs to let go uh, yes. of closeness. And it's like, no, what is life without closeness to someone or um, others? You know what I mean? Yes. Ugh. I also think part of it, for me, it makes me think of, like, anxiety. Like, I recently, and obviously I don't have any kids. I shouldn't say obviously. I don't have any children. But this one person on the internet was talking about how they had, like, a lot of anxiety. And they just had a baby, like, I don't know, a couple months ago, like, seven, eight months ago. And someone had said something about, like, don't let your anxieties, like, make them not be able to experience things. Like, let them, like, not obviously get super, like, get crazy hurt. But, like, let them... Try climbing on like something. You're like doing things. Like don't let your anxiety be like they might get hurt. They're like don't focus on the things that might happen. Just try to stay in the moment. And like for Anakin, don't don't try to keep worrying about stopping this vision from happening because you might not be able to, s- to stop that. Yeah. But to really focus on let let go of all of those feelings because realistically you can't stop death. Um. So just. Try not to, for lack of a better term, think about it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think that, like, once once a person is gone, like, yeah, you're allowed. And even when they're they're dying, absolutely you're allowed to feel your feelings and all of those things. But try not to let it stop you from... Living. Spending time with them and living with them and, you know... I'm on a very big death kick because I'm reading a book about dying. Yes. But it's just, it's just, it's sad and it's inevitable, but... That's one thing I think the Jedi Council is not great at is allowing people to feel things. Yeah. Just don't let it overtake your life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and you, sh- yeah. 
yeah. Because you don't want to focus on like what you might lose. You don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So my mother says, you only own today. Yep. Well, <laughs> I don't even know what I was talking about. We finished our conversation with Yoda. So, yeah, you know, all of those things. <laughs> After their conversation, now it's Obi-Wan. He's giving an a- update to Anakin. And basically, like, so whatever they were working on before this movie started, they were in the Outer Rim. Um, and he basically is like, you know, everything out there is going well. But Obi-Wan is worried about, like, what it means that the Senate is giving more powers to Palpatine. Yeah. And Anakin really doesn't see an issue with it. Right. Um, And he's like, well, it means less deliberating and getting more things done, like, quickly. And Mm. Obi-Wan's like, really, that's not not good. Yeah. Um, And he's like, really, you should be careful of your friendship with the Chancellor. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Palpatine then is like, he tells... or. Obi-Wan's like, yeah, Palpatine has requested to see you. And Anakin's like, what? Without asking, like, the council? They're both like, that's unusual. And Obi-Wan is very unsettled. He goes, yeah, something's not right here. Yeah. Um, so Palpatine needs help from Anakin. And he asks him if he trusts him. And these are some of his, like, trigger words. Like, do you trust me? I kind of, like, I trust you kind of thing. So, like, it's already bolstering, like, those feelings in Anakin where he's getting a stronger connection to Palpatine versus the Jedi council, especially after all the things that are going to happen shortly. Yeah. Um, and he basically tells Anakin that he wants him to be his representation for the Jedi council. Mm -hmm. And he's really playing into Anakin's feelings about being accepted and being a master and being a part of this because yes, Anakin is powerful. Um, he just needs to maybe, has to be, he has to be more objective in the way he's feeling about other people. You know what I mean? He's, yeah. Personally, I don't think he's ready yet. But Just use the force. Also, Palpatine knows he's not exactly ready, but he's playing into this, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So now we're back with the council, and they're talking to him, and they're like, yeah, we don't, we don't like that Palpatine has done this. And they say, Mace Windu, I think, is the one that says it correct. He's like, while you're on the council, we're not granting you... Rank of master. He's like, nope, you're not going to be a master. Yep. And I said, this is most likely exactly what Palpatine wanted because he wants Anakin's loyalties to shift to him. Mm -hmm. And so this is really breaking apart their bond even more between Anakin, who already doesn't 100% like the Jedi council because he thinks that they're holding They, he thinks that they are holding him back. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, they aren't taking him seriously. So like, this is perfect for Palpatine. It's, I just don't like the delivery of things. Like I get that you don't want him to be a master, but like the way that it's said is kind of disrespectful. <laughs> well, and I think I don't disagree, but I think that they really think that like Anakin, they know something's is up. also playing into this and like giving Palpatine like more, which he really isn't. He himself, Anakin's the one that's getting played right now. Yes. Um, from both sides. Yes. <clears throat> but I think they think that he is playing, playing others himself, which like he really, he just wants what he wants. And so he's getting played, the poor guy. Yep. Um, and so Anakin obviously is not happy. He's pissed. And he's like, what do you mean? Like, ever, like there's never been someone like on the council that isn't a master. Like, this is just garbage kind of thing. And Mace Wind is like, take a seat and calls him young Skywalker. Yeah. And I said, the importance of calling him young, he's undermining him again. You know, words are important. These are trigger words for him because they keep reminding him, like, yeah. you're so young, you're so young. 
Um, cause surely Anakin or Obi-Wan's going to tell him again. He's like, you're the youngest person that has ever. ever been on the council. So, and that's an old council. Yes. Um, so then, you know, the council, they're chatting about the grievous situation <laughs> and it seems that he is on the outer rim and it's decided cause they're talking about like other things out there that Yoda's going to go see the Wookiees. Yeah. Cause he has a good relationship with them. Yep. The droid attack. And, Wookiees. And so. What y- a Wookiee mistake. Yoda's going out there. And, um, yeah, so basically Anakin's too close to Palpatine to be For granted sure. the rank of master. And so. Because Obi-Wan's like, it's a great honor that you're on the council. You're the youngest one. And, and it's interesting to me that um, basically what they're telling Anakin to do is kind of spy. Absolutely. Without saying it. They're both, both and then, sides are and telling then, him to and spy And then Palpatine in like two minutes is going to yeah. tell Anakin to spy on the Jedi. Yeah. And, you know, everyone feels that something is wrong except for Anakin because he's blinded. And Mace Windu doesn't trust him. They discuss yeah. the prophecy briefly. Well, I like, before they get to that, I like when Obi-Wan and Anakin are talking about it and he's like you know i didn't ask to be put on the council and then obi-wan's like but that's what you wanted right and he's like your friendship with the chancellor seems to have paid off which he's not wrong yeah but that wasn't like that's not a great thing to say i don't know i just feel like they're putting they're putting both both the council and palpatine are putting him in um that situation where like, this is what's causing him to go to the dark side. Like you're both pushing him yeah, and you're both, if you, well, Palpatine is doing this on purpose and the Jedi council is pushing him and they're both pushing him into ways that are making him choose the dark side and choosing those feelings over anything else. Yeah. Um, very true. So, yeah. Yep. But Yoda was like, in regards to the prophecy was like, well, maybe it was misread. Yeah. Goodness. But, you know. I also like, this is before this as well, Mm -hmm. that Obi-Wan and Anakin, they're chatting. And Obi-Wan, or Anakin's like, he's not, Palpatine's not a bad guy, which, you're wrong. Um, And I like that Obi-Wan reminds him, and this is something a lot of people, and even current days, could remember, be reminded of this themselves, that they aren't loyal to the leader of the Senate, but to the Senate itself. And he points out that Chancellor, the Chancellor has managed to stay in office long after his term should have ex- like ended. Yeah. Um, and that's something to think about. Very much so. Very much and so. And he's doing something against the Jedi Code. And I said, even, like, I guess that he's having issues with this, but he's broken the code before, like, more than once. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot. So why are you now all of a sudden having issues with it? Because you are blinded by the way you feel about Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You killed people. You're married. You're having a baby. Those all break the Joe, the Joe, the Jedi Council. <laughs> the Jedi Code. That's what it is. Not even Council. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Obi Wan believes in Anakin. Nobody Which is interesting and, and nobody he else didn't does. in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. You know who would have also believed in Anakin? Qui-Gon. Yeah. Well, I think if Qui-Gon was still alive, things would have gone significantly mm, different. Indeed. Um, and I like that Obi-Wan's like, you know, Anakin hasn't let me down yet, so he's hopeful. 
I said, this is basically meaning he's going to let him down because like, you know, once, once you say that downhill, you know? Mm. So then it cuts to Anakin and Padme are talking and he's kind of telling her what has happened and how he's feeling or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she points out that she's like, maybe we're on the wrong side of things. Yep. And she's a hundred percent correct in what she's saying. And she says to him that she wants him to talk. Cause he does. He's got the chancellor in his ear. Really? The chancellor's in his ear. Yeah. Um, she's like, the, the fighting needs to stop. So like diplomacy can once again, like take place and like be, how it should be like there's the war needs to be done with because Mm -hmm. it's not rectifying anything. Yep. Um, and he's not happy. He's like, no, I can't do that. Like you sound like a separatist. Um, so then Anakin then meets with Palpatine. Yep. Who tells him that they have found Grievous and tells him where he's at. And Palpatine keeps digging away at Mm -hmm. Anakin's doubt and the Jedi council. And he's like, the Jedi Council want to control or want control of the Senate. They're planning to betray me. I think that's what he says. He's like, I can't rely on the Jedi Council. Um, and this is just setting him up because at the end of this, towards the end of this film, we see Order 66 take place. Mm-hmm. And that is them saying, like, the Jedi Council have committed treason mm-hmm. and then have ordered um, all of them to be killed, mm-hmm. which is then when Bad Batch started. Right. Um, and... You know, he Palpatine says that he suspects that the Jedi Council wants to control the Republic and betray him. And he's like, search your feelings, Anakin, you know. So he's like basically putting the like for sure thoughts inside his head. And Anakin then opens up a little bit and he does tell him that his trust is shaken Mm -hmm. in the Jedi Council and Palpatine feeds into this Mm -hmm. and He's like, I know what they've asked you to do, like, to spy. And basically says that the Sith and the Jedi are similar in almost every way. They want to obtain power. And Anakin goes um, to defend the Jedi. So that's that's pretty good. But then... (laughs) Doesn't, Doesn't end well. Then we stop. So... Um, I do like that... I do like that he even says, like, another point that Palpatine makes is that good is a viewpoint. So he's just kind of feeling, he's like, well, is it good for them mm-hmm. or is it good for everybody? Like what I'm trying to do is for everybody, you know, kind of like mm-hmm. what he's always been saying. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and so that's where we're going to stop. It's about, I don't know, I think it was a little more than 45 minutes, maybe 46 minutes. But yeah. we're going to start next time at the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise. Mm. I'm interested to hear the story. <laughs> so if you would like to send us an email for our discussion episodes, you can find us at the Padawan transmissions at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Instagram at the Padawan transmissions and on Twitter at TPT underscore three, two, seven. Sarah is on Instagram at O'Malley with three ages. I guess it's not that long. And I, Tiffany, I am on Twitter and Instagram at Tiff swish underscore flick. Sarah, would you be a gem and hand me my book? (laughs) Why'd you put it over there? Because I didn't have room. Be more Vader. Seeking promotion. This is good. Acknowledge and more importantly, promote your achievements. If you're managing a heavy workload, training new staff, and keeping complex starship construction projects on schedule, make sure that your efforts are suitably recognized and rewarded. Learn how to ask for a promotion and ensure your demands are met.
that's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, my quote for today is another happy landing. Uh, and that's that's it. So thanks thanks for listening to us babble about the warring stars. Mm. There was actually some warring today. We saw some fights. There were. Pew, pew, pew. Many pew, pews. So thanks. Thanks for being you. And thanks for being us.